0: Yes, sir. What's happening, guys? Going deeper. Low Myrick and I getting revved up. I'm really excited about this episode. I like having more conversations and really low, this is you and I just putting a microscope on the conversations that we're having daily, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to get a little bit deeper into Angela Simpson, gratitude underscore project on Instagram. She's an integrative health and nutrition coach, happiness expert. She's just shifted her mindset to gratitude. She's grateful. It's a habit. It's deeply ingrained inside of her behavior, um, and she's based in Australia, which is, you know, that yeah. was, that
1: a, was that the appropriate accent? <laughs> I don't sure. know. I'm not
0: even <laughs> go there. But what? this is a really good episode and it brings up a question that is a really um, big kind of hot topic inside of our space right now with the facet of doing good and also doing well financially. And I want to kind of kick this off a little. What are your thoughts to get started about Doing good in the world and the traditional thought that you must go the 501c3 route and, you know, have a nonprofit. And what about these for-profit industries now that are building uh, movements, helping people grow and also growing financially themselves?
1: For sure. I have a couple of thoughts, so I'll try not to get too off track. Um, But actually, I'm not a big fan of 501c3s because there's a lot of weird stipulations around them. And you can actually do more good through just a traditional business model and give back. And there's also a thought, um, I can't remember if it's Warren Buffett or Bill Gates, um, but they collaborate on a number of different initiatives and Melinda Gates as well. But, um, one of them has said, you know, it's almost better to work really hard and amass wealth and then give back so much more once you get to a point where you're sustaining yourself and your business rather than like giving small chunks as you're growing and and kind of struggling through, um, the shit. And one of the initiatives they have and that, um, Spanx founder, Sarah Blakely is a part of is there's like 160 people in the world that have done this. You have to earn a certain amount, but they've pledged to give at least 50% or more of their income away to do different charitable things in the world. And I just think that's so incredible. And the impact that they can have doing that is so much more than if, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to donate, you know, $500 once a year. So those are some of my thoughts on doing good and doing well.
0: Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, a massive number of ways you can get creative to give back. And I think that continuing to understand that the mindset, it all starts between the six inches between your, your ears. And if you have the mindset to give back, to live into service, then whatever way that comes, it doesn't have to be a monetary um, devotion that you give—it could be devotion of your time, of your energy, absolutely, uh, so on and so forth. But this day and age, where doing good and doing well come hand in hand, I think is awesome. And whatever motivates people to do good, I don't think we should have issues about the motivating factors as long as the the output comes uh, in the form of service and are, is improving people's lives for the better. So um, yes. gratitude, um, like, come on, man. Gr- it, to be grateful and to shift your perspective mm-hmm. consciously is a powerful thing. And she's created a movement uh, predicated upon that. And so let's dive a little bit deeper, Low.
1: Yeah, I, I think in listening to her, and in, in this is one of the last things she said, but when she said it, I could immediately tell that she has been so grateful for not only this current moment, but her entire journey throughout this process. And she's actually living what she's preaching, which is incredible, right? And she said, if you asked her if she could tell herself at the beginning of this journey, anything, what would she say? And she said, i I wouldn't tell myself anything, because she needed to go through the process and the whole journey the way she did, and that is truly, you know, gratitude and, and I think living in the present moment.
0: Well, it's a it's a really uh, interesting topic to bring up, especially first because. I'm a little worried with the, you know, and, and a, a good friend of mine, Janie Brown, uh, Janie B World on Instagram and, and uh, a really cool mindset coach and singer. We t- We had this conversation not too long ago and she was talking about the danger of the good vibes only movement where people are only focusing on positivity. And they're not recognizing the suffering or the pain that you go through in your life, which invariably molds you into the person that you are going to become. And I think that if I look back in my life, if I hadn't been placed into the positions of pain and to suffer long amounts of time and to really unconsciously force myself to continue to suffer then I wouldn't have gotten to a boiling point where I needed to break through and make significant behavioral change, leading me to the point I am today. So with that being said, we need our pain, right? But at the same amount of time, it's so important to recognize the pain and then make the conscious shift to pivot out of the pain and to switch your perspective to gratitude. Mm -hmm. So- Yes. Long story short, uh, she she's so thankful of it. I wouldn't tell the, the the younger me either. I would let him go through it. I would hold his hand sometimes when he was forcing himself to suffer a little bit too long. But in her story where she, she was in the car and the baby was going nuts and she oh was worried gosh, about his yeah. health, and she just thought about all of the, the incredible things that are going on in her life. Um, let's talk about really quickly tactics to help people for that conscious shift that pattern interruption low um i know i've got a couple of things when it comes to breathing techniques you know the two one two one where i hold for five and then exhale for for three or hold for five exhale for ten um I also go the opposite direction sometimes and I will just hold my breath mm-hmm. to where the only thing I can focus is the fact that I can't breathe and how much I would like breath. Mm-hmm. That allows me to interrupt the loop of fear or the loop of suffering that I may be uh systematically in in that moment. What about for you? How
1: do you interrupt those patterns when you get caught in those loops? I think the first thing is awareness. So you can't inter- interrupt it unless you know that you're doing it or that it's happening. So it's Starting to pay attention to the self-talk inside your head and knowing that it's talk and stories that you can change at any point in time, and you you choose consciously or unconsciously to buy into them or not. So that's to me the first thing is is awareness, and then um, you know it. Then from there, it's a mindset and it's a perspective, and just knowing that at any moment, if something shitty happens you can you have that gut reaction right that just that trigger that we're kind of all taught when we're young or you saw your parents do it and you you've done it for years and that can happen and then you're like oh wait no that's not the proper response hold on let me like this is not a big deal i'm going to let it go kind of like angela did when she had that epiphany in the car when she like started having that traditional reaction and then she was like no wait what and she said something on it that I loved that was moments that seem shitty because it's all we we are labeling every single experience, and it can be anything that we want it to be so it's it's having the perspective um, and, and tools uh, I mean, Mel Robbins has a great one five four three two one right like getting out of the habit and to me it's just awareness and then knowing that you can take a different perspective and and living in a, a just a state that anything is is kind of possible. And and that's to me a tool.
0: Yeah. At the same time, I think our happiness is all predicated upon our expectation of our experience mm. in life. Right. Mm-hmm. So if our expectations in the moment are too high and we're not able to reach that expectation, then The comparison model that we're all taught to do and programmed to do since we are younger, if we are comparing ourselves to where we think we should be or where others that are in our lane are, we are taking ourselves out of being servant to others or worrying about chasing something that excites us or filling us up with our own um, sources of happiness Mm-hmm. And we're shifting into the, the me-based thought where I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy, people are better than me, and that takes us down that that rabbit hole of suffering. And so awareness, pulling yourself out of that, recognizing it, shifting the, the patterns, interrupting the patterns, sometimes just getting up out of your desk, going for a walk to the bathroom is mm-hmm. enough, or taking oh. a jog around the parking lot, right? there, I mean... It is okay, you have permission to do something like that for your mental health and clarity. Mm -hmm. So even if you're at your desk and you're thinking, man, I'm panicking, I'm anxious, I don't like the way I feel, stand up, go for a walk, throw some cold water on your face, take a jog around the parking lot, around the office, go ooh, climb down the stairs or co- come back up, put yourself in a state of duress, change your physiology and you change your state. That's such so an excellent point. Yeah.
1: Tony Robbins. That yeah. Like,
0: not even that like that's mine. That's Tony. So yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that's, that's actually a tool though, that I, I was taught when I was being coached. And then I learned then as I was going through coach training as well. Um, so that that's, you know not just tony it's it's many people have discovered this i mean there's scientific evidence that shows if you move you interrupt your thought patterns so that is such a huge tool like if you ever feel like you're in a rut or you're struggling with something literally move and if you can get outside it's even better
0: yeah so good so good and and, and on the tony robbins aspect she she talked about uh, her dad being heavy into the personal development world she talked mm-hmm. about through that Experiment of having to stare someone who ended up being um, suicidal—that she she didn't even know the person was suicidal—but she looked into the eyes of someone who was in that much pain for ten minutes, uh, and she still could not recognize in that moment that that person was in pain. And why? It was because she was so concentrated in her own awkwardness and Mm -hmm. her own stories that she couldn't even recognize that the person in front of her was going through an an amount of pain inside and internally. So sometimes, Lo, we don't even know or can't even check in with others because we have these stories that are going on mm-hmm. in our own head. Talk to me about that idea of living unconsciously where you, you're not even able to be aware of what someone else is going through because you have your own stories.
1: Yeah, I think it's just getting wrapped up so much in yourself in an unhealthy way is when that happens. Um, and it's it's something that we've talked about recently and shared with our, our Mindset Monday list that goes out is listening. Are you listening to respond or are you listening to go deeper and understand? And, and then a friend of ours, Robin, also said, are you looking to see or to, you know, Take it, I can't remember shit anyway, but it's the same same idea, you know, listening and and looking to go deeper. Or are you just like doing it selfishly for your own experience? um yeah, and that silent stare, wow, how cool was that of her too? To have that experience and to be able to reflect on herself and kind of say like, oh shit, like I completely missed this human being suffering right in front of me. Have you ever done an exercise like that? By the I've way, I've
0: not done an exercise of ten minutes of silence staring into someone's eyes. I've heard of it being done, however, I've not been through it. I'd like to, and mm-hmm. I think that as we build out our retreat model, that oh, will yeah. that will we will implement inside of um, some of the experiences that will will that will generate. However, I've had to look at a stranger in their face and tell them um, what I believe to be true about their legacy, having not known them at all. And what that does is kind of the opposite. It forces you to have to tap into the intuitive knowledge that you have in that moment to generate responses. Um, And that was an extremely interesting experiment because a lot of people were really bang on with their reads on people. And Malcolm Gladwell in the book, Blink, talks about thin slicing, and this ability that your brain has in milliseconds to sort through millions of pieces of information and to find truth. It's literally searching for truth, a theory, it's theoretical, right, but a theory to help the the brain understand its reality and measure whether or not it is safe, right? very primitive, very primal. But at the end of the day, you can get reads on people and you have access to information, a portal of information at all times. And it's only if you uh, accept it, become aware to it, and then align yourself with it. Um, yeah. It's it's super interesting, a little bit more uh, spiritual in that regard. But at the end of the day, um, the access that we have to information at all times and all types of experiences that we can generate to help us get a read. Um, I think that would That's be cool. so powerful. It's so yeah. powerful, man. Slowing down sometimes and just listening to someone and listening to the way they make you feel will help you make decisions upon whether or not peer groups you have in your life are healthy. Mm-hmm. It, it, just getting to this spot in my life now where I can get around someone immediately and tell, is this going to be my person or not? Do yeah, they, within
1: like six seconds. of Yeah, yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> yeah. It's at this point now or within a minute. It, it's, I'm getting really good at being like, okay, this person is at my level or higher. They're going to help support me push me challenge me and at the same time they're going to continue to to become a model and serve other people and you know is this person uh serving me in this moment or are they not and if not having the the um the awareness to walk away is right and and that's Allowing yourself to be grateful for your own space mm-hmm. in life I'm grateful for for that is really important to take care of yourself some self love
1: It is absolutely, and I want to tie back to something that you said just a minute or two ago, which was experimenting and you know I think this is a great tool and a mindset for people to have think of everything that you're doing as an experiment. So whether it goes well or whether it doesn't, you can always learn something from it. And you can learn something from everyone, regardless if you connect with them or not. And that's so important, I think, to have that. I mean, that's something that I try to live in and I'm like, okay, well, that didn't really work. Uh, but I could Shift and and try something new. Or if it did, hey, that's great. Like now I have this recipe, I'm going to try it again, or maybe add something new to that. So I think that's a a great tool for people to use. One other thing I wanted to touch on that Angela had said was um, managing your intake and output. And specifically in regards to social media, you know, we really need to be taught or just aware that we're not necessarily spending our time wisely and she said she doesn't even get on social that much because it just becomes for her and i love this term a scroll hole
0: <laughs> so true and i've had to learn massive lessons when it comes to that you're training people how to interact with you um, and, that, and that balance between output and intake is really interesting she also mentioned a really great quote talking about um comparison is procrastination. Yes. So if you're getting onto IG or social media in general to see what your competition is doing and to compare yourself, you're just taking time away from putting together your own uh, products, services, or your own work that's going to get you closer to your, your dream. So managing that, for those of you out there who are beginning to build your social platforms and it's beginning to become noise, you have the power to shift and change that. Instagram has made so many different ways for you to interact without actually having to extend the conversation up wider, so I don't think you should feel bad any longer about not commenting on every single person's comment. There are now heart buttons that exist beside that that sends them a notification back that you have interacted and have generally validated what they've said that gives you a bit of a cheat code that is a great way to supplement um, having to com- comment on every single post. Um, also, in DMs, it now places it to a space where people that you follow get directly into your DM, people that you don't follow get sorted into a private folder. You can manage that uh, now more than ever. Lastly, I really recommend starting to use reposts. If you don't have the repost app, really, really will. Um, divide a lot of your time away from uh, IG and being able to share other people's content while still staying pertinent to whatever it is that you're generating um, native to your profile, your initiatives and whatnot. So have been shifting and testing right now when it comes to social, how can I still make powerful, impactful content? but maybe not create the designs myself. How can I automate this to where I can just start to share and connect other people's messages, which align with mine while underneath all of that inside the IG story, I'm still staying real directed Mm -hmm. and real confident on my message. So there's just native ways to tell stories differently and to collaborate to help optimize your social experience. It's a crazy thing. When you finally let go of social, mm-hmm. you finally let go of that pool to actually have to manage every aspect of it. It's so odd how it starts to build on its own and the momentum starts to grow when you take the pressure off.
1: Isn't it so. funny how that there's a correlation between when you start to let go of maybe negative people or energies in your life. Yep. And then it creates this space for new things to come in.
0: <laughs> what a shameless plug, but I love it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> really good. And, and that's what it's all about. You know, continuing to bring people on to creating space who are doing things inside of their lives that continue to help them follow excitement. Like mm-hmm. guys, let me just pass this on as we round this episode out. your, mission in life is to follow what excites you what raises your inherent vibrations up a level that makes you a happy person that allows you to want to give back to the community and live in service and raise other people up because to me very simply we are here to help other people grow to move to the next level of life whatever happens beyond this realm of existence so The way we do that is to be the best versions of ourselves first. The way we become the best version of ourselves first is to start to search and find what excites us. Once we find what excites us, we get curious. And as we get curious, we build and double down on that. And then we just get more feelings of excitement and joy that help us push through the times of suck. We're all going to have times of suck, but if you don't have enough excitement and curiosity to get you through the hump of suck, it's not going to be longstanding. So wherever you are if you're thinking about changing just think about shifting to what excites you most. Do more of what excites you most you'll attract more of the people that are like you in that space and all of a sudden your life will be surrounded by people like you helping you continue to be more of you and then there's self-love that follows there. And it's an interesting path but
1: that's the path of creating it's such it's such a beautiful cycle that was an excellent 90 second how-to
0: yeah so going deeper man uh continue to take a look at yourself examine and if you don't like what you look at listen it's okay because you have the ability now to change to shift first thing I would recommend shifting to is what excites you most let's start there right going deeper guys hit us with a uh, a screenshot tag myself at wesley t knight tag Low myrick at lo l-o-m-y-r-i-c-k on instagram on your stories i know i will um hit you with a repost there underneath on the story and i know lo myrick will as well we love to see our community we love the creating space tribe and we hope you guys continue to follow what excites you most and keep sharing your gratitude with the world